Hello everyone, welcome to Rubonus podcast. I'm the host Donatos Rubonas and I'm joined by Ritis Vishnauskas. Ritis, welcome to the show. I'm happy that you managed to reach, reach this table coming out of uh, Easter table, <laughs> which I've heard, according to sources, it was yeah. a bit problematic, let's say. Per sources, it was a little bit difficult. It was a struggle to get up this morning, <laughs> um, partially because of the Easter table because of the festive table uh, because of overeating partially because of the NBA playoffs and staying up late and watching all the action but uh, it's an exciting time to be a basketball fan we have the NBA playoffs we have the EuroLeague playoffs starting tomorrow lots of action a lot of excitement and looking forward to everything yeah I'm so excited before before this podcast because we will share our playoff predictions uh, Let's say we have a lot of interesting matchups, a lot of unpredictable uh, outcomes uh, which we might uh, witness in the upcoming uh, month and upcoming uh, weeks. But before that, of course, the most important question, how many eggs did you eat? Oh my God. Um, I'm not a big fan of hard-boiled eggs in general, but I ate like five or six uh at once or no or just in yeah, yeah. an entire weekend at once at, at once at okay. once uh, during the easter breakfast yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, okay like five or six hard-boiled eggs mm. on top <laughs> of that tough. on top of that salad um my mother prepared a really nice cake mm. so it was a dessert i'm not used to eating a lot in the morning like yeah. for breakfast usually uh, it's a disaster uh, usually stomach, at home actually. for breakfast i just have a cup of coffee and a Snickers bar, something like that. Uh-huh. <laughs> but now six hard-boiled <laughs> eggs and all, all all that stuff. And when I was full, I, I went to work, you know. I had Premier League games, I had NBA playoffs. And today I woke up and really my stomach just was sending a message to me like, dude, why did you do that yesterday? Is it only <laughs> us Lithuanians having this, let's say, tradition to eat everything from the morning i'm not so sure because you know on christmas eve you sit down by the table like at six in mm-hmm. the uh, at six p.m in the evening it's like a supper time but easter it's always breakfast you know eggs are like breakfast food mm-hmm. for m- most people yeah, yeah. Uh, various dishes with eggs like egg benedicts or, or whatever scrambled eggs but hard-boiled eggs well they don't really belong in my stomach but yesterday a mistake was made and um i mean you I, will I deal have with some, the consequences i have right some now, re- this regrets week. i have some <laughs> regrets but let's see how the podcast goes if there will be some cutscenes, you will definitely know that it's because of what i did yesterday <laughs> Yeah, enough of eggs. Uh, let's let's start with our predictions. Uh, before that, just a quick reminder that our playoff friends is NordVPN uh, and um, NordVPN services. I mean, I just we have this NBA playoffs event. We have Euroleague playoffs. It's a big, big celebration for basketball fans. And I just recommend just stop watching all these illegal streams on the internet because first and foremost, it's a low quality, it's slow, it usually puts your uh, computer in, in at risk. Mm-hmm. Um, Some Trojan horses might y- enter your computer. Exactly. 
there's a better, smarter, and much safer way using NordVPN services because, okay, you, ha you will have to buy either it's NBA package, NBA TV, EuroLeague TV subscription. But what what's so good about NordVPN that actually after the last podcast, uh, when we presented NordVPN uh, services, my friend uh, bought NBA TV package just for the playoffs and he used the VPN from India and he got a better price. So it's a completely completely legal way uh, to find a better price to buy uh, all these services uh, legally and it's one of the uh, good um, features that NordVPN uh, has so it's fastest safest VPN uh, services and it's presented by one of the fastest growing uh, Lithuanian uh, companies so NordVPN by the way we also invite you to visit basketnews.com for uh, your league bracket challenge which is also powered by NordVPN. Uh, you can make your uh, playoff predictions and you can also win prizes. And if you have any doubts uh, over some playoff matchups, uh, I suggest watching a few short fun videos on our YouTube channel because we had five current former EuroLeague stars like Mike Batiste, Geoffrey Laverne, Jason Granger, uh, Eric McCollum, uh, Jonas Machulis, they shared their bracket for like not only for the playoffs but also for the final four. So it was it was a nice thing because all of them mostly all of them had their own let's say interesting takes which we will uh, provide uh, during our conversation uh, and let's start with the first pair. Yeah. Probably the clearest pl uh, fair, uh, pair, uh, let's say, Barcelona, Bayern Munich. Uh, Barca won both games in the regular season. The last one on February 1st, uh, Barca won by five. Their first seeded team playing against eight seeded team. And what would be your take on this? Well, you don't have the feeling that you had last year when Barca was the first seed and they faced Xavi Pascual from the eighth seed. And it was a hell of a series five-game series. Uh, Barca was walking on thin ice, I would say. This year, I don't think such such a scenario is possible, uh, mainly because of the problems that Bayern Munich have. I mean, all these COVID hits, injuries, lack of practices, um, they had a very difficult uh, schedule. They have like a, had a, like a game congestion Mm -hmm. When when all those uh, suspended games uh, they had to play, not double game weeks but triple game weeks, something like that. Uh, so I don't see that Bayern Munich is in a very good moment right now. I don't think they are in a particularly good moment to face such a challenge like Barcelona. Um, the biggest matchup in this series is definitely Trinquieri versus Sharas. Uh, but I have Barca in three. Mm -hmm. I think it's gonna be a sweep. No disrespect to Bayern Munich, they are a very good team. They have some solid veterans, they have a great coach, they have a lot of talent uh, with Vladimir Lucic leading the way with strong American players like Deshaun Thomas, Darren Hilliard. If everyone was healthy, if everyone was in a good shape, I could see a really interesting series. Yeah. I could Just see like some potential. Year, yeah, I, I could see some potential. Making job very uh, difficult for but Barca. under under the circumstances right now Barca and free I don't think it's gonna be a very good series I have Barca in four mainly because Barca was struggling uh, recently they were on a pretty bad straight uh, stretch 
not only because they lost to Maccabi by 24, I didn't take that game very seriously because Barca, they already had uh, the first seed locked. So they had their own uh, tasks for that game, for example, let's say. But they lost two games in a row in the ACB recently against Unicaja and Saragossa. And they kind of almost lost that game against Real Madrid at home. We remember all these... Uh, let's say, unfair calls uh, for Real Madrid guys. So even Sharon Sescavich said that he he was the he was concerned about the lack of discipline his players provided uh, recently. And uh, that thing, the lack of discipline might be a tr- problem, let's say. I'm, I cannot call it a problem because either or another way, I see Barca winning uh, this series uh, pretty easily, but I just see some potential for Bayern to win at least, not at least, let's say maximum uh, one game. Because, okay, they had a lot of problems, but at least for now, they're getting back. And they're adjusting to each other, finally. They still don't have all the players available. Unfortunately, Corey Walden uh, my, is very questionable for the first part of this series. Uh, he just joined the Bayern Munich uh, practices recently, but it's not clear if he will play in Barcelona. Uh, but what I see that they can... Mm, give some physical battle, just like we saw on February 1st, where they played without Darun Hillard. They were so physical that they forced Barca to make 12 turnovers. Uh, and if they want to win that one game, they have to play, you know, on the thin line uh, of a foul. And that's what they're capable of. The problem is that Bayern is the team which loves to switch. And Barca... They're super good against uh, switch defense. They're first and post up offense, and they they lead the Euroleague by far, like having eleven or twelve uh, points in, in the post up compared to the second seeded team, which scores around seven points. That's a huge difference. And uh, Bayern usually they have problems defending the post uh, because they tend to s- switch a lot. But this this thing requires a lot of discipline and uh, solid play inside and. Uh, Brandon Davis is not in his best shape so far, and this is not the season to be proud of for Brandon Davis, I think. He was way better the last year, for example. Um, And I think that there are some, let's say, places where Bayern can surprise uh, Barcelona, but it cannot be more than just winning one game at home, for example. Well, my logic is quite simple, actually. If Barca takes the 2-0 lead in Palau, I think they're going to Munich to close the series, and I don't see Bayern Munich doing anything like last year when they were down 0-2 against Milan, and they managed to win two in a row at home. I don't think that in this situation they could do a comeback, a mm-hmm. remontada against Barcelona. If Barca is up by uh, is up 2-0, they're, they're closing the series. And actually, those two last games that they lost in the Liga Endesa, uh, I think there are some reasons uh, for such results. First of all, after winning the El Clasico battle, they almost clinched the first seed. Not yet, yeah. but everybody knows that they're taking the first seed. Nobody thinks about Real Madrid catching up right now. Um, and secondly, players are already thinking about the EuroLeague playoffs. Nobody wants to get hurt before the playoffs. You want to avoid injuries. So these two games, I think they faced these games with such a mindset that we're in a good position in Liga Endesa. Now we're saving ourselves for the playoff series against Bayern Munich. 
the focus is on the EuroLeague playoffs. It doesn't really matter what Shara says. Of course, he always says that every game is important and he's disappointed about the lack of energy against these Spanish teams. But seriously, no one's thinking about those games right now. So um, I, I wouldn't draw any conclusions from these two losses mm -hmm. in Barca. Barca no, I'm just suffered. drawing the conclusions from the last stretch they, they were on and they yeah. were struggling a little bit. I, I mean, they had injuries also. Uh, they were not playing with full roster. They're still not playing. Yeah, Corey Higgins is missing and he will be missing for mm. the rest of the EuroLeague season. So I can see why you're saying Bayern Munich could take uh, one win in this series. I agree about physicality. I agree about their abilities on defense. Uh, there there will be some tough matchups uh, for Barca. The switch all defense kind of works. This team is built for switch all defense, mm -hmm. basically. Uh, when you're playing switch all first of all you need to have a tall physical point guard like Corey Walden for example who's injured that's a problem mm -hmm. um, they they basically have good players to do switch all because their forwards are very yeah, athletic yeah. very strong guys like Lucic Deshaun Thomas um, they have Augie Rubit usually playing the power Otello forward Hunter position great, yeah. they have Otello Hunter who is still despite the fact that he's a veteran quite mobile and yeah, Bayern Munich is a great team. I think if they would be facing Milan like last season, mm -hmm. I could see some potential. Yeah, because yeah. Milan is not in a very good moment right now. But Barca is just too good. From all these um, uh, teams without the home court advantage, obviously Barca versus Efes would be the best possible series. But Barca-Monaco, I think, would also yeah. be a little bit better yeah. than Bayern Munich. And for Bayern just making the playoffs two years yeah, in a so row is already a big thing it's a big deal i don't think they they should feel any pressure going into the series which is a good thing obviously mm -hmm. uh, so just two years in a row you're in the playoffs this says a lot about coach trinchieri and his abilities probably trinchieri is one of the most wanted coaches in europe right now mm -hmm. Um, but he although he's under the he's contract, under the contract so. is, he's still leading bayern munich good job done Good job finishing the regular season with all these COVID cases and problems, uh, making the playoffs, but bars and free. That's it. I don't mm. have anything else yeah. to say. All of our guests also said that, okay, they had bars and maximum in, 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 in four games, but uh, most of them said that Barca will sweep uh, Bayern Munich. I think you could not find a person that predicts no. uh, Bayern Munich winning this no, series no, no. unless and, that and even person now we're just discussing about uh, some potential to win a one. single game yes yeah, so. unless that person is a true Bavarian <laughs> then you could hear some arguments about Bayern taking the series to five games or something yeah. like that uh, otherwise doesn't matter if you're Mike Batiste, Donata Surbon, or, or Ritis Vishnauskas. The, the question is, in three or in four? Unless on their way to Munich, somehow they will be so unlucky that half of the team will get COVID or something like that. It's, nah, it's, let's, let's hope none of that happens. Yeah. Ruling out all these other, let's say, force majeures, it's, it's just impossible to expect anything else. But Real Maccabi uh, pair is way more exciting and I'm I'm really intrigued to hear your take on this. Well, we already had some comments about about Maccabi and the people daring us to show up with Maccabi jerseys. If we if, will, if Maccabi we makes will. the final four, I have four. a pair of good T-shirts of Maccabi. I have a T-shirt from 2017 EuroBasket. It's kind of 
washed up but oh 2017 eurobasket yeah it's like just five years ago five years ago but yeah. you know that that shirt i wore yeah. i wore it a lot uh-huh. during summertime and it was in the washing machine a lot of time yeah. so it doesn't look that good but it's a maccabi t-shirt i have a shirt <laughs> where Dar- Derek sharp makes that uh, oh three-pointer in 2004 and there's also kind of Kiedrus Gustas picture on it, so there should be a Tanaka bird picture, not, not Kiedrus <laughs> Gustas. So exactly, I feel sorry for Gustas still to this day because it was Tanaka's fault. He's like from these movies where people think that oh that guy killed some important person, but the true story is that no, he he was not fault. It's not it was not his the fault. The guy who stepped in bounds to 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 yeah. grab the rebound. Anyway, <laughs> enough about these. Um, uh, traumas from the past. 18 years later, <laughs> we're still talking about this. Yeah, Real Madrid, Maccabi. Mm, you know what? Maccabi, they, they finished the regular season great. They took the fifth seed. The fifth seed. I could not imagine them finishing in the fifth seed, honestly. Mm-hmm. Making the top eight was the question, not about the fifth seed. And they were basically, if you watch, the, if, if you look at the standings, they were just one win away from home court advantage it was not manageable we know That's that because they, they played their last game when everything was already done they they played the Fenerbahce on 13th of april but okay i'm sticking to what i said mm. in previous podcasts that um, i don't think this maccabi team is well coached i don't think that avi evan does a lot of strategy and and, and tactics preparing his team and in in single games Maybe that's a good approach for a regular season, but in a series where you're facing the same opponent, possibly for five games, it could be a five-game series, um, tactical adjustments, they are the difference makers. I mean, Pablo Lasso has a lot of experience, and we saw, for example, last season how he was saving the series against Anadolu Efes where they had no chance, absolutely no chance, but all these big lineups imposed problems on Anadolu FS and all of a sudden it was a five-game series. So even though Real Madrid uh, have problems inside the locker room, they had these uh, situations with, with Thomas Hertel, Trey Tompkins, I'm still trusting their experience and, and Pablo Lasso as a head coach who was leading this team for 10 years. Uh, and I think they will make it to the Final Four. However... The way Maccabi's playing, the way all the American players are feeling right now, they're feeling great. Scotty Wilbekin is finally himself. Keenan Evans is enjoying having ball in his hands more often. Derek Williams is having a great season. They have good centers with Jalen Reynolds and Ante Zizic. The only problem to me is a lack of depth. Mm-hmm. I don't think the bench is good enough. Uh, and it's difficult to win a series with seven-man rotation. So the backup players, the role players will definitely need to step up. And I see Maccabi making it a five-game series. I actually see Maccabi winning in Tel Aviv. The atmosphere is going to be crazy. But the home court advantage is the big deal in this case. For both teams. You're playing the fifth game at home in Madrid. So I, I'm predicting Madrid in five. Real won 12 of 14 at home. And one of these losses were against Barcelona, mm. which is... You know, they lost all the games in Bar- against Barcelona since Charles uh, took the team. And I think it was the last one against Bayern Munich where they just blew up 20-point lead. So it's it a, a strange very, game. Very you don't take strange, it seriously. Yeah, and very, it's a very rare thing to lose in Madrid for Real Madrid. But you know what? 
when I started putting these predictions, I was I was thinking about okay, th- this is my team for this pair, for this pair, pair for this pair. I was uh, putting breaking down all these uh, results and just try to find arguments. Let's see how to add it, uh, how to explain my 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 pick, my my take. But I have to be honest. As deeper as I went with all these predictions, trying to find reasons, uh, let's say to justify my pick of Real Madrid, I got myself saying that hey, I cannot lie to myself. I just don't like the general situation Real Madrid and I think that they're more talented team better coach team more deeper team more experienced team in general they are better team but in this situation I'm actually taking the momentum and Real Madrid doesn't have any momentum and I for example I thought that this situation with Thomas Hertel and and Trey Tompkins and all what happened in, in in Greece I thought that somehow it will help to make the team united let's say you know just okay we're getting rid of rid of these players there were some problems with them let's just be so focused to be united uh, to support the coach and let's let's move on because they have everything to make the final four but at the same time now we're reading pablo lasso saying that oh so these guys they're not out of the team they're in they were in the building the last game they were sitting there yeah and i mean they might play again and i mean what the hell is going on and it's so clear i mean watching all these events let's say it's clear that probably pablo lasso or somebody in the front office will lose the job because it's clear that both coach and the front office they're working in opposite directions and i, I think that before such an important moment of the season it will really hurt them and on the other side i have maccabi team on a perfect momentum you mentioned all these players they're playing their best basketball of the season they won 11 euroleague uh, 11 games of 12 uh, and including six games in a row in the euroleague uh real madrid they're having very inconsistent guards and it will be extremely important for the maccabi series and when i watch it at real madrid i don't understand who will play how they will play so Ertel is he in or out he was actually great against Maccabi he had the perfect third quarter in Tel Aviv I think he scored 11 points and he um, really l- helped to wake up the team but then we have uh, Nigel William Goss if he was in his best shape I would in probably in the every possession I would just play through Nigel William Goss and I would be killing Scott Wilbekin but Gas is so inconsistent sometimes he's not get, even getting playing time because he didn't deserve that then okay at least there's Fabian Cozer and now we are kind of you know having him as a solid backcourt player even though the last couple of years he was just a helper let's say off the bench now we kind of try to look at him seriously because then we have Sergio Lul Yui uh who's veteran who is very who's not efficient and you cannot bet on your team and you have you as your main go-to guy so i mean having all these combining all these factors i just don't trust real madrid i i go with maccabi in five actually in five yeah but that doesn't make sense i'm sorry why if, if, if maccabi wins the series the only way that i see splitting the first two games in madrid and closing the series in tel aviv if you drag to game five in madrid What 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 makes yeah, you be- what point. makes you believe that they would take the final game maybe, away from maybe home? Maybe yeah. I mean, Maccabi in four would make more sense. Yeah, pro- I I can switch my <laughs> prediction. I just go with Maccabi. Yeah, no, no, no because I'm just, I'm just teasing. Yeah, you. it's it's actually a good point because when I I was putting all these arguments, I was thinking 
that Maccabi has all this momentum. They're coming with a huge, huge confidence. They have a huge belief in their themselves, while Real facing all these off-the-court issues, on-the-court issues as well. And that momentum can help you to steal that home court advantage in the first two games, although they were almost uh, unbeatable. I mean, Real Madrid in Madrid. So, yeah, maybe Maccabi in four, I don't know, but for this series, I'm just taking Maccabi. Yeah, I'm just saying that Maccabi yeah, but it's a good point. Makes, yeah, yeah. makes more sense. Yeah, yeah. You split the first two games, you yeah. go to Tel Aviv knowing exactly. that if you win two, you're in the final four. Well, we remember the the, the last game they played in Tel Aviv. Uh, it was not mm -hmm. so long ago. And, and I wouldn't say it was a great game for Maccabi. It was a great comeback, the fourth quarter comeback. There were a lot of emotions there. Mm -hmm. It was an important game for both teams. But... For three quarters, Real Madrid was in control, actually. And, and they were good. Maccabi were good. made an impressive run in the fourth quarter. Uh, Real Madrid recently had these uh, collapses in the fourth quarter for some reason. Uh, I think what wins this series for Real Madrid is defense, experience, and size. Uh, you've mentioned Yui Ertel, Williams Goss, the uncertainty about these players, uh, about uh, their playmakers. But to me, Tavares and Yabusele are the difference makers. They are the guys that will pack the paint and will create problems for Real Madrid. I think um, Madrid is the worst possible matchup for Zizic and Reynolds. Zizic and Reynolds are great centers. Zizic had an amazing regular season. He's one of the best low post centers in, in, in Europe right now. Reynolds is an energy guy. Uh, he plays the pick and rolls. He sometimes is very unpredictable, tends to shoot some mid-range jumpers, which he shouldn't do, but sometimes he makes them. Uh, he is always very motivated. He wants to fight. Uh, he's grabbing the rebounds. But Real Madrid is the worst possible matchup for these uh, Maccabi centers. Not only because Tavares, not only because Yabusele is also there in the paint, but the backup center is Vincent Poiré, another strong body. So to me, Real Madrid needs to have low-scoring games. You cannot have Maccabi playing their run-and-gun basketball. This is where they're better. This is where they're going to beat you. If you're letting them shoot transition trees, if you're letting Derrick Williams uh, run through the open court, you're going to get killed. But I think that such a veteran team will find solutions to control the tempo. And a player that could actually be uh, the difference maker for Maccabi, we didn't mention his name yet, but it's James Nunnally. Definitely. Oh, yeah. He's in a Definitely perfect shape James recently. Nunnally, everyone's uh, focused on Scotty Wilbekin. You want to keep the ball off his hands. You want to stop his pick and rolls. You don't want to let him shoot off the screen, which he loves to do. But James Nunnally, he can do everything. He can find a mismatch and attack the paint. He can be a spot-up shooter. He can be a playmaker yeah, in certain, certain situations. So James Nunnally, I think, is the... Biggest factor for Maccabi. Well, last month he was averaging 18 points for a reason. Yeah. But again, Real Madrid, if they keep the low scoring games, if they keep Maccabi under 80s, but it's I think they're winning. Because I, I, I remember, okay, these were pretty low scoring games. What is interesting that uh, it's probably the 
let's say, closest series uh, in the playoffs because Real Madrid won the game against Maccabi at home in December by two points. It was also, if you remember, very, very yeah. close game. And I remember there were some also strange calls in the end of the uh, 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 game that decided the game, let's say. Maccabi won by one against Real Madrid where they just collapsed in the fourth quarter. But I mean, these already were close games. And I remember that Real always had problems. It seemed like they were collapsing with their backcourt defense. Although they have some size, okay, they can offer Adam Hanga or Taylor uh, to to try to stop Wilbekin, Nunnally, and Keenan Evans. But if they had players like Yui, Kozer, or anybody else, they really had problems. They really had problems containing the speed, the quickness of, of Maccabi. So... I don't know. I, I, I fully agree with you saying that it will be hell of a series for Shishish and Reynolds, but these guys, they're helpers. They're not difference uh, makers. And, I, you know, Lasso made some great adjustments last year uh, when they competed against Efes. Uh, if you remember, Usman Garuba became a game changer in the yeah. series. And then when he puts Nicolas Laprovital on the bench, uh, he found different players. He found the momentum, so they recovered in in series. But for example, this year, I'm not so sure about this bench. I, I I'm not. I don't see, let's say, some potential X factors for this team. Well, they're definitely gonna play those big lineups. And again, another name we should mention is Gabi Deck. I think he's in a great shape right now. Yeah, he's the best player of Real Madrid at the moment. I think he even and, he's the best scorer. And when you're searching for some mismatches on offense. Gabi Deck is going to play a lot of post-up action in this series, I think. And again, this is the moment where you will see if Avi Evan is actually coaching this team or he's just leading this team. Because if you if you see Gabi Deck killing you on the post, you need to make some decisions. Maybe start doubling him. Maybe start helping from the weak side or something. Force him to pass the ball. And again, I don't have any information about Avi Evan. How is, how is he going to coach the team? What tactical adjustments can he make? How does he approach a playoff series? I don't know. Avi Evan, before taking this job, he was... Uh, head of scouting and player development. Yeah, head of scouting and yeah. player development. So that's... Like fourth guy in the bench. Completely different world from being but the head coach and making decisions. I was, I was wondering, do they really need a coach? Do they need a, a guy who just helps them or coaches them? They tried... I mean, Yanis Foropoulos tried to coach them. It didn't work out very well, not only mm. on the court. They had some issues. Let's see. Other mm. men just playing off their talent, I would say. And I think that Maccabi's pretty unpredictable team, the way they're uh, they're scoring, the way they're um, choosing their shots, uh, taking their shots. I mean, sh their short shot selection is very unpredictable. Uh, they like the transition often. So it's, I mean, a lot of unpredictable things, which is really hard to prepare for. Well... I agree to some extent, but as I said, this approach might work in a regular season. Mm -hmm. But we see it even in the NBA. Teams that have superstars on the roster, they play this way throughout the regular season. But when the playoffs arrive, mm -hmm. they start to get serious and you find out which team is actually being coached yeah. and which team is just playing random basketball. And even the best teams with stars on, on the roster in the NBA, when they face a playoff series, they need coaching decisions. They need strategy. 
And Avi, what Avi Evan did to resurrect the team, to raise the team spirit, to finish the regular season in the fifth uh, spot was amazing, really. Mm. But now it's a playoff series. It requires some different qualities from a head coach, mm. in my opinion. But we will see. Maybe yeah. I'm dead wrong. Who knows? Yeah. Uh, again, you're talking about how Maccabi is unpredictable on the court. Real Madrid is sort of unpredictable off the court. Mm -hmm. There are so many uncertainties right now. And a lot of headaches, I think, for Pablo Lasso as well. Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I mean, never underestimate the heart of the champion. And uh, as I said, you know, before the series, before our podcast, I was really thinking that I will go with uh, Real Madrid. Just in this situation, I'm taking momentum over the yeah, experience and general uh, package. And the reason I, I said that Maccabi in five, it just shows the how equal the situation both both teams are coming from very different environments let's say mm -hmm. but the general conception of the uh, power of these teams is so equal the situation is so equal that it will be very very intriguing series so for me madrid in five and if maccabi makes the final four i'm i'm happy to wear the maccabi shirt i have yeah <laughs> we will both do uh Actually, only Geoffrey Laverne said that Maccabi will win five. All the other guys, they said that Real Madrid either in five or like Jason Granger said in, in four. Well, Jonas Machulis could not afford to say anything else. Yeah, he even, he even he, took he's Real, a Real Madrid over he, Barca. He's a real Madridista. What yes, can he say? Yes, 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 yes. Okay, let's go with uh, another one, which is just a second. Olympiacos Milano. Uh, no. Olympiacos Monaco. Yeah, sorry. Olympiacos Monaco. Uh, two, I mean, two games, we had two games between these teams and the outcome was like a radical one. Olympiacos won against Monaco at home by 21. Then March 23, Monaco, Oli, they beat uh, one of the best teams in the EuroLeague also by, by 20 points, something like that. So the difference between these two games was Mitrovic and Abradovic. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. Yeah, exactly. So, do you think that Monaco has enough, or Mike James has enough, to lead this team in the Final Four? Mm, I don't really see an upset in this series. Uh, as I am supporting Monaco this season, I'm cheering for them. I, I wanted them to face Milan or Madrid. I could see them beating both of these teams. Olympiacos was the worst possible case, because mm -hmm. Oli, with a home court advantage... Um, I don't know if there are still some restrictions in Greece because of COVID. No, they they already. I think that so they, they had sold out for so game one. So they can one. have a full house. Yeah. Ugh, it's gonna be amazing. Such an atmosphere. Uh, so, I think Monaco will be very competitive, knowing the mentality of this team and and the players as individuals. All of them believe they can beat all uh, Oli away from home at home. They they don't really care. They cannot be fa couldn't be faced. Mike James definitely wants to lead his team to the Final Four. But Olympiacos is such a consistent team. They're so well-built. Uh, they have everything. They have depth in the roster. Um, they have a good defensive system. They have uh, the big brains of Kostas Lukas. They have Sasha Vezenkov playing his career best season. Uh, such a talented player and they have good role players that can step up in certain situations starting from Tyler Dorsey you cannot even 
call him a role player, basically. He's one of their main players. But the other guys, uh, sometimes Kostas Paponikolaou hits shots. Sometimes they're very successful feeding uh, Mustafa Fall in, in the paint. They can find different ways to score. And on defense, it's a very tough team. They're a tough team to beat. Uh, I think in the playoffs, Barzokas maybe will not be sticking to his usual regular season rotations. We might see some differences. Um, the X factor to me in the series is actually Thomas Walkup. Mm-hmm. Because I think he's going to be the guy with a mission to guard Mike James. And if he, if he can control Mike James, if he can be physical on him, if he can limit his points and assists, uh, it will be a huge thing for Olymp- Olympiacos. In the end, I have Oli in four. Mm-hmm. But I'm expecting to see all games being very close. I think Monaco, you cannot rule them out because of all the talent in this team. It's it's such a talented team, and, and Sasha Bradovic did a great job with them. Uh, basically, they have some rules, and they're following those rules. They don't necessarily have a lot of sets. They're not necessarily running a lot of sets. The playbook maybe is not so important to them, but they have rules. What you need to do when you have the ball, the spacing and everything, uh, how do you need to use uh, Donatas Motivunas, for example, in those post-up situations. Uh, so you could actually find some matchups that favor Monaco, let's say. But uh, to me, Olympiacos is just too good mm-hmm. this season. And I think they have to be in the final four. So so 3-1 to Olympiacos in this uh, series. I really like Monaco, the way they were playing with Coach Abradovic. I really tried to find reasons for Monaco in this win this series. Uh, I, I didn't want to be boring with my predictions, and I was thinking, oh, uh, what should I take for this, let's say, bold well, prediction? prediction wasn't boring at all. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I just, I don't like casinos, but I decided to go to casino with, with Maccabi. But I had to be honest with myself. I mean, Olympiacos is the most complete team. They showed the most complete basketball this year in EuroLeague and also offensive and defensive ratings show it because offensively, I think that they are third best and defensively, they are fourth best. They had great, great roster with a lot of different players, most of them overachieving. They're playing very, very good basketball. And for Monaco, it's just, it's just too tough to find enough advantages to win three games against the this great team of Olympiagos. I know that Monaco will be very well prepared for this game. For example, uh, Sasha Bradovic, from what I've heard, that um, they were playing some, let's say, strong opponents in the French League, like top four opponents in the French League, but for the last couple of weeks, they were fully preparing for for the Olympiacos game, and they will try to surprise them, uh, uh, let's say, but I just... I, I just don't really see a lot of chances uh, for them because in every situation they can offer experience. They can offer Mustafa Fall uh, factor. Uh, they have uh, Thomas Walkup to contain Mike James. I cannot go with, you know, in playoffs, you, you need leadership, you need some experience and some, some you know, solid, yeah, solid leadership mo- most of all. And okay, Mike James is, is the guy you, you can rely on. But for example, Dwayne Bacon, what kind of Dwayne Bacon face uh, picture we will see in the playoffs? If he will be trying to be that hero of the series, to making all these, uh, sh- taking all these shots, let's say, who knows? So 
I mean, I love Monaco against every other opponent except of, uh, except from Barcelona and and and, and Olympiacos. But now it's Olympiacos and four. They have great home court advantage with all these crazy fans. They lost. They, yeah, they won thirteen or fourteen home games this and this season. And they were season. actually playing with limited spe- number of spectators. Yeah. Yeah, at some parts of the season. On some parts of the season, there were only 1,000 fans. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Around January. Stadium, yeah. So that's that's not not enough. Um, Barzokas was yeah. actually talking about this, that we need to have a full yeah. house. We need to have the real Olympiacos atmosphere. And, and they're coming to the playoffs with such a confidence. I mean, they're on a good stretch. They were, on, they were playing great season. They have all this support. And it's not like, I don't know, Barcelona or any other team, which is, let's say, struggling. The most important, thing, the most important thing is that they avoided FS. They finished on... Olympiacos, ni- you mean? Yeah, they mm. finished on 19 wins. Armani also with 19 wins. So the tiebreaker uh, was uh, head-to-head. And it decided that Oli is second and Armani is third. And now... Messina has to face Efes uh, and Olympiacos. I'm not saying they're preparing for an easy series. With Monaco, you're going to be 100% focused on the task. Uh, from Monaco's perspective, obviously, you need to take the split uh, from the first two games. You need to have uh, at least one win, then you have a shot. Or, let's say, to recover the home, win both games and put the pressure on Olympiacos mm, for the game five. Nah, that's that's too much, in my opinion. Uh was there ever a series in Euroleague that someone from oh, being 0-2 down won it, won three in a row? That's a good question. I think that maybe we had such thing. I, I can't I don't say really who recall. was it. I don't really recall. I don't, I don't remember someone winning. Oh, yeah. From 0-2? Yeah. Maybe not. Maybe no, not. Yeah. I don't think so. Last season, Bayern Munich took it to the game five, but Milan in the end Zenit, won it. the same. Uh, Zenit was oh, leading. Yeah, Zenit was Barcelona. leading. Yeah, sorry. Uh, so, no, I, I think if, if they want to win the series, they need to take the split from the first two games. I don't see any other way. Um, again, playing in Monaco is different. It's a very different environment from anything else you could face in Europe. Uh, a building somewhere under under the floor, you could say, like a basement. <laughs> and, yeah, yeah. and the atmosphere is actually quite good there. The fans yeah. are very passionate. And you could see that since the team started winning, the Rocket team hype was yeah. all over Monaco. So uh, I'm I'm not saying that it's a very it's a very easy uh, series. No, it's not the one way series. The prediction sounds sure. maybe like it's an easy yeah. series for Olympiacos, all in four. But I don't see any easy wins in this one. Mm-hmm. And it was a great point from your side, I think, about players like Dwayne Bacon. How will they approach this? Mm-hmm. Because uh, to me, Dwayne Bacon seems like a player that doesn't really care whether it's a playoff game or a regular season game. He just plays basketball the way he wants to play it. And in playoffs, you always need something extra. Mike James understands it. He's been Mm -hmm. in Europe long enough. He's been to the Final Four with with Basconia. Other players, most of them probably also realize that playoffs is a different beast. Mm, I mentioned walk-up like an X-factor for, for Olympiacos. I think a huge X-factor for Monaco could be Alfa Diallo with his energy and his defense, his abilities to rebound the ball. doesn't matter that he's playing uh, as a small forward. He's one of their better rebounders, actually. And also Will Thomas, uh, 
I think if he can be physical on Sasha Vezenkov, if he can put Vezenkov out of his comfort zone, he could do something similar to what happened last year when 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 Will Thomas faced uh, Mirotic. He made yeah yeah he made Good life point. for Mirotic a nightmare. He ruined Mirotic MVP season. Yes, and maybe he could do something like this yeah, with, with Vezenkov. Kind of similar players. Yeah. So we'll see, but um, I'm looking forward to this one. Actually, uh, this is the series, maybe the most exciting series to me. Actually, from basketball wise, from I all think the yes. quarterfinals, because both teams, because uh, most quality teams at the moment, we're talking about Madrid and Maccabi being unpredictable, mm-hmm. but at the same time, I don't think it's going to be very high quality yeah, basketball. Yeah. And Monaco and Olympiacos, both teams are playing their best basketball right now. Both teams are healthy. Both teams have a lot of talent um so a, a lot of personalities mm-hmm. it excites me to think about mike james finally playing in the euroleague playoffs because i haven't seen it for a long time the last time he was in the playoffs i think it was season 17-18 and uh, with paul with paul yeah and actually yeah it's kind of you know not surprising but it's it's like shocking that mike james player like mike james he was in the final four only once 2015 and 16 season of Basconia. Actually, never was in a team to make it. I mean, he was with Ceska, but then he could COVID have been, happened. He could have and been then last other year, things happened. He could yeah. have been last year. Uh, he was never on Barcelona, Real Madrid, or or any other teams that usually make the final four every year. Great series. That that's all. We both agree on Olympiacos in four, but at the same time. I wouldn't be shocked. I'm prepared I, for everything. I wouldn't be shocked if uh, we have a game five. On yeah. our hands, I wouldn't be shocked if Monaco makes an upset. I, I'm not predicting an upset. I think Olympiacos is just too good, mm-hmm. but I'm not ruling out Monaco. As a seventh seed, they're very strong. Yeah, yeah. That's the worst seventh seed scenario for, for any any of top-seeded teams. So the last pair, uh, Milan, Efes. Milan has home court advantage. Uh, they won both games against FS, both very close games. They won by a four in, in Milan, and March 24th, they won in Istanbul by five. Uh, and actually, I think that they won all four games in the last two years against FS. Um, it was, of course, in the regular season. So what do you think? Do, do you see Milan in the final four? Nope. Just one thing. I just forget to uh, f- forgot to remember our picks of our guests. And only Eric McCollum told that Monaco will make the final four. All the other guys, they had Olympiacos, mostly in four. Yeah, mostly in four. Only McCollum, okay, Laverne said that all in five. McCollum said that Monaco in five and that Mike James will be a game changer in this series. Anyways, let's go with Milan and FS. So you take FS, right? Yeah. Okay. I'm still going with the champions, even though for, for the whole regular season, we were talking that... They're starting slow. They're going to find the rhythm eventually. They're going to start winning enough games. But the regular season was not great. And them finishing in, in, in sixth position proves that. Ataman definitely wanted to have a home court advantage in the playoffs. They definitely wanted to take at least the fourth seed. So the regular season was not good enough. Anyway... A team with Shane Larkin and Vasilya Mitic always have an advantage over their opponents. Mm-hmm. Milan, they're a veteran team with great experienced players, but they were just not playing great during the last few months. 
Mm-hmm. They got some wins in very close games. Uh, they needed those wins to secure the home court advantage, but they were, the way they were playing, y- you could see they were vulnerable. Um, they're dependent on their switch-all defense, but when there's so much talent with Larkin and Mitzic, they're not afraid of, of switch-all. They're not afraid of facing Kyle Hines in the perimeter. Uh, they can beat you one-on-one. They can beat you in a lot of situations. I mean, the game in, in Istanbul that Milan won, in, Actually, the, first, in, the, in the first half, yeah. FS was dominating. In the second half, you could see that uh, for some reason, one reason or another, all FS players uh, lost the confidence. Yeah, they just let the game and, away. And, and Milan broke the game. Uh, but also, I think M- Milan, they have problems because of Dinos Mitoglu situation. Mm. He's a very important player. Now you're so dependent on Nicolo Melli. Uh, I don't know, man. Uh, I think guys like Chavon Shields maybe can be difference makers for, for Milan because uh, Anadolu Efes really don't have uh, strong bodies in the third position and, and you can use Chavon Shields in these situations. Uh, a, a lot of success depends uh, on shooting, actually. If Davon Hall, Malcolm Delaney, Chacho Rodriguez can hit three-pointers at 40%, definitely they have a chance. But it's just so hard for me to go against FS. It's the same roster that won the season last year. It's this, the championship last year. It's the same roster that could have won the championship in the pandemic season. I have FS in four. And actually, do you want to see a final four without Ataman? <laughs> what kind I of cannot, final four is this? No, no, no. And, you know... <laughs> If we talk about Ataman, every time Ataman starts giving his predictions, you know that he feels good. You know that they're coming. And I think that after the last regular season game, he said that, I believe that if we can find our way to the Final Four, we will win it. So that that's that time of the year where Ataman is giving his predictions where he's winning the EuroLeague. And I, I go with FS uh, too. Uh, I have FS in four because... I see the huge confidence growing in the team, not just because of Ataman statements, but at least from what I heard that these guys, they're, they're back. They feel that they're like they're back. And the good example is the game in Milan and the game in Istanbul. In Milan, they were ter- terrible. For like four months, we were talking how, how they're lacking, how they're not hungry, uh, how they don't, don't care. And that's what we saw in Milan. It was a terrible game. In Istanbul, I mean, okay, they let the game away, but basically in the first fir- three quarters, they were way better team than Milan. They have this momentum. They have uh, their main guys ready for the challenge. Uh, challenge. Uh, Vasily Mitic, in the last seven yearly games, I was I was shocked by these numbers. In the last seven yearly games, he was averaging 24 points on 69% two-point and 41% three-point shooting, six assists. And his Batman, Shea Larkin, he was scoring 17 points and dishing out five assists per game. So that's huge. That's huge for the team of FS. Okay, they're lacking Kruno Simon of last year, but Milan is just not perfect. I don't. I, I love Milan in general. I, I really, it was one of my favorite teams this year. But as you mentioned, probably since Shawan Shields got injured, then we had Dinos Mitoglu injury. He came back. 
doping thing uh, happened. Other players were in and out. Yeah, and also they had COVID outbreak just before the playoffs. I think that if if our report was was correct, seven players were out. Okay, everybody is back. Only the Tom is injured right now, but neither they had the momentum before that COVID outbreak. And of course, COVID, COVID doesn't help at all. So I just don't see a momentum. As I mentioned, FS is a pretty bad uh, bad matchup uh, for 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 Milan. It's a bad matchup for everybody, especially now at, at this time of the year. So I just think that right now FS they're better prepared for the final four run. Uh, Milan could win if Shavon Shields has have performed some heroics on the court. If Shavon Shields has a monster series, both defensively and uh, yes, defensively and offensively, definitely. Uh, defensively as a team, I, I cannot put their defense on a single person. Kyle Heinz is the especially when they're second best defensive team yeah, in the Euro. Kyle Heinz is the huge, anchor. huge thing. Def- uh, for them, but the anchor man, you can say. But uh, in general, it's about the team. Uh, the whole team needs to be prepared. They, if they're playing switch all, you need to be prepared to face Larkin or Mitsich in some certain situations. You need to help each other. You need to rotate very quickly. Um, in a playoff series, you always need to find some role players that can step up. And I'm thinking, who could be those players uh, for both teams? For Milan... Maybe in some games you will find uh, Troy Daniels hitting three-point shots, which will help you. Maybe Gigi Thomas' experience will be handy, and and he could actually run some offense and find some mismatches and score, because he can still score as a spot-up shooter sometimes in the post-up situations. Uh, for Anadolu Efes, the main helpers to Larkin and Mitsic, first of all... The bigs, Dunstan, Plies, scoring from pick and rolls, from offensive rebounds, second chance points. Uh, they will have size advantage in, in, in some situations with some lineups. Uh, Dunstan defensively protecting the paint will be very important as well. Uh, I, uh, we know that Anadolu is is not a defensive team, but sometimes they can be good on defense. Yeah, and they have potential. Sometimes it just depends on their Singleton, their, their motivation. And and definitely they will be motivated for the playoffs. So it's just the star power that actually wins it. You find role players on both teams that are good enough. Like Adrian Mormon, for example, he had a very good season shooting from free. Uh, his matchup with Nicolo Melli will, will be very interesting. But in the end, the star players make the difference and... Come on, Mitsich and Larkin is the best duo in, in Europe. We respect Delaney, Hall, Rodriguez a lot, but no one compares to Mitsich and Larkin right now. Especially when they're playing like that. Yeah, so Mike, only Mike Batista and Eric McCollum had Milan in five. Uh, Machulis, Granger... Laverne, all of them said that FS in five. So <laughs> we're having. But they're all predicting five, yeah, uh, five game, game series. Five. I'm, I'm, I'm predicting a four game series actually. Exactly. I, I just see them winning one game in Milan and then closing the series in great uh, arena of Abdi, not Abdi, no. pitches, so not them. Yeah, not full them. house, fifteen thousand people. They really feel that support of their Honestly, own crowd. Honestly, a sweep wouldn't surprise me. I see your point. I see your point. It would not surprise me at all, but. 
I respect Milan, a great team with a legendary coach, Messina. So they're just not in a good situation. Maybe Messina will find some ways to surprise the opponents, but uh, no, I, d- I don't see them winning it. I don't actually see it going to to, to game five. Game five in Mediolanum Forum is actually a situation which probably uh, Olympia fans would agree with. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean having the crucial game at home. Why not? Let's give it a shot. We're facing the Euroleague champions. And five-game series is a situation also that Anadolu Efes would like to avoid mm-hmm. without the home court advantage. So Efes in four, and like I said, if they, they sweep Milan, I wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, uh, They're a sixth seed. Um, we saw teams from the fifth seed winning the EuroLeague. Uh, let's remember Fenerbahce, Real Madrid. But a sixth seed winning it, it hasn't been done yet. But there's a good chance for another Lefes to to do it and to go to Belgrade and try to protect their championship. Yeah, a lot of we're waiting for a lot of interesting uh, things, and the playoffs will start on Tuesday with game in Milan, Milan FS, and Barcelona and Bayern Munich, and on Wednesday we'll have Olympiacos, Monaco, Real Madrid, Maccabi. Uh, once again, I'm inviting you visiting basketnews.com. There's EuroLeague uh, playoff bracket challenge uh, powered by NordVPN, where you can win some prizes if you will correct. Also, we're, we want you to share your thoughts about uh, playoff predictions uh, in the comment uh, section. Uh, it's going to be an intriguing time. I'm going to Barcelona tomorrow to cover Barcelona Bayern series. We will have uh, other colleagues. Uh, we already have colleague Horacio in Milan. Uh, George will be covering Olympiacos Monaco series. He will go to Monaco too. Our colleague Edwinus will go to Tel Aviv. We will have journalists in all uh, playoff cities, uh, playoffs games. So a lot of content. A lot of content on basketnews.com and we will see each other after after the first two games uh next Monday, uh probably. We will agree on on the on the timing yeah. later. Yeah. <laughs> in, in, but in, anyway in for sure in the middle of the series uh, we will, yeah, we will have podcasts about the beginning obviously of the, we will have yeah. the podcasts uh, in the middle of the series, yeah. after the series Probably it's a good thing that uh, you were uh, predicting Maccabi winning it. Maybe I was too harsh on Maccabi in a previous podcast. No, so I mean, I was also so harsh. Need, I was the last w- we needed guy to be, to be on their bandwagon. Softer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. So no disrespect to Maccabi fans. We love you and we love Tel Aviv as well. F- to finish the podcast, Brooklyn or Boston? <laughs> I, how to say, I hate Brooklyn, actually. Do you hate Brooklyn or do you hate Kyrie, Kyrie Irving? Irving? Yeah. So sorry. I yeah, that's the problem. I love Kevin Durant, but I just hate Kyrie Irving so much that I go with Boston. Also, they are underdogs. I always love the their underdog. philosophy. So Se- the second seed in the yeah, East I mean, is an underdog. Yeah, yeah. You know, you know what <laughs> the I mean. Best defense in in the league is an underdog. I mean, I just <laughs> love their dynasty philosophy. Yeah, so I get it. They I deserve it. some good things. I get it. I think Brooklyn in six. Okay. Even though last. The, I mean, last night it was a such a dramatic finish with Tatum's. A lot of move. interesting stories. Oh my god! After game oh one, and I'm oh sure god. that in the, the beginning of the Euroleague playoffs, I I I never 
in my life was so excited about the first round of the NBA playoffs. Uh-huh, that's true. That's Usually true. the first round of the NBA playoffs is just a warm-up. Preseason. Yeah. <laughs> warm-up. Pre-playoff time. A warm-up, really. Now, in the first round, you have at least three series that are so unpredictable. Obviously, Brooklyn and, and Boston being the top one. So, to most of you, I would recommend to try change your sleeping routines a little bit or at least watch games on tape delay in the morning because not only the EuroLeague playoffs, but the NBA yeah. playoffs this season are super exciting. Yeah, It's playoff time. Yeah, and NordVPN will help you to enjoy this time. Yeah, it is Vishnauskas, Donatos Rubunas. See you next week. 